When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deep dive golf. David, welcome back to SENZ. You're probably you're probably about eight foot tall with some of those predictions you made with Smithy the other day. Morning, David. Morning, boys. No, thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, Xander Shoffley's just made a birdie as well, so he's moved into tied second. And, um, yeah, no, it was, it was a pleasure to be on with Smithy and um, even more of a pleasure to open up the leaderboard after the, the first round and see uh, Tips um, basically dominating the top of the leaderboard. We gave out Fowler, Xander and um, Wyndham Clark on that show. So tune in and, um, yeah, you'll be getting some hot predictions. But you didn't expect Fowler to shoot 62, right? I uh, don't think that I would have expected a 62 from him, no. He was definitely trending in the right direction, um, but the course on that first day played probably a bit easier than I think anyone um, predicted. Golf Twitter went absolutely mental over the last 24 hours, sort of um, hashtag not my US Open was trending for a bit there, so um, a lot of people were critical of the of the course and the way it was set up, but we're really starting to see the course bite back now. Um, I mean, it's playing three strokes over par this afternoon, so I, I don't think this is atypical for a US Open, um, we sometimes see a first round starting off a bit easier and then it sort of bakes out, gets faster, firmer, and um, we might see those scores start getting dialed back as the week goes on. Dave, it's a bit of a funky course, isn't it? Uh, from my um, uneducated un- position, uh, from what I've seen, there's a couple of reachable par fours, couple of, you know, one monstrous par three. I'd, you know, I'd have to get a taxi uh, just to get the ball uh, to the green. Uh, th- there are some unique holes, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange little course. It's it's almost like a hybrid of of a links course, but then also like Shades of Riviera, which is just down the road and was also designed by George Thomas. So it's a bit of a strange setup. Um, you have got a drivable par four in the six. I think that's that's one of the most um, interesting holes to watch. If I was there on course, that's probably where I'd be sitting because you've got kind of this blind tee shot over this huge tree to try and reach the green, or you can lay up and leave yourself actually quite a quite a tricky um, little wedge shot in there. Um, so that's quite Quite interesting that the really long par three does play a bit shorter than it reads on the card. I mean, it's still a monster at 294 yards, but it is downhill, so there's some quite significant kind of elevation changes at this course. And I think as it gets um, firmer as this week goes on, um, we're really going to see um, a lot of guys struggling to get up and down, and it's going to be very, very intriguing over the next few days. David, we always talk about Ryan Fox on the show uh, for obvious reasons. Um, I look at him now, he's tied 21st. He's, he's one under for the competition. Um, does he have what it takes to win an, an Open or Major? Yeah, I, I really do think he does. I mean, we, we have to remember that, that his game's still developing, right? Like, he's still growing and, and progressing in his game. So he, he's on a very strong upward trajectory over the last few years. We saw that last year with the Alfred Dunhall links, um, where we managed to win on the DP World Tour, and I had the pleasure yeah. of um, interviewing Foxy um, a couple of weeks ago, so you can find that on my, my Twitter page at Deep Dive Golf. Um, but I, I asked him about the Open, because he has obviously he's won the Alfred Dunhall links, and then he has played well at the Open Championship before. I think he's had a 16th um, previously, so I sort of asked 
his preference in terms of you know how, what does he like about Lynx golf? What is it that suits his game so well? And he sort of pointed out he, he doesn't really have any um, you know strong weaknesses in his game at the moment. Like everything's yes. kind of trending pretty well. Um, so he's got a well-rounded kind of profile. But then also he, he said, which I found really intriguing, that that I, I like these tougher setups because I don't feel I have to go out there and birdie every hole, and then I'm not losing strokes on the field. And I thought that was really interesting. That um, for him, he just prefers trying to get around, keeping the scorecard going, keeping the momentum going, um, making fair share of birdies but then um, keeping the scorecard fairly clean of the bogeys as well and um, and that's kind of what we're going to see this week um, it, it's almost links like as, as links like as you're going to get in the States um, for a US Open anyway um, with some of the bunker shapes um, some of the runoff areas and, and the um, the open front faces a lot of ventilation as well so I, I do think he's got the game to, to at a point put himself into to contention, we've already seen that at the the PGA Championship and the Masters, both finishing in the the top thirty. And I mean, he's sitting right there at the moment. He's he's certainly not out of contention. Anything can happen at the US Open over a couple of days if you get hot. So um, we should be very very proud of his performance thus far, and um, certainly going to be cheering him on. And and I think he's a, a sneaky look for the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool later this year as well. His managers um, played there before, he mentioned as well. So hopefully, you can get some um, wee tidbits on off him, um, how to play the course. And the real key for these players, David, is when they actually get that sniff of winning, how they actually, their course management and anxiety and pressure that's on them in those last couple of holes, how they manage that, isn't it? To actually see how their career is going to progress. Yeah, I, I just wonder if it's if it's that or just just taking that out of your mind and, and just playing the shot that's in front of you, which is I guess easier said than done when the the adrenaline's pumping and um, coming down the stretch on a on a firm fast course and you, you with the adrenaline in your system you're probably going to hit the ball, ball twenty yards longer. You know you want to take a, a club or two down because you're just naturally going to going to um, hit the ball a little bit further when your blood's pumping like that. So you you do have to have those those clutch moments. I mean that's always been I, I said on the the show with Smithy when I tipped up um, Xander that um, I'd already always suspected that if he wins a major it wouldn't be front one running. It would be kind of you know sitting three or four behind the lead on the final day and then somehow finding himself at the top of the leaderboard. And then, of course, he goes out and, and shoots the first-round lead with a 62 alongside yeah. Ricky Fowler. So we're kind of kind of hoping for an inverse uh, trend from him there. But, uh, yeah, look, there, there definitely does become a lot of pressure, and, and you have to be pretty clutch um, coming down the stretch. So um, Rory McIlroy's right there um, as well at the moment at 8-under. He's, he's shot 3-under today, and he's, he's right in contention again. Um, he's been struggling a little bit on Sundays lately, so I wonder with um, all the, the stuff with um, the PIF investing in PGA and, and all of that sort of live golf stuff in the background, whether he's now able to just focus on his golf and, and focus on his game out there. Yeah, and when you factor in what Smith, uh, Cam Smith's in the top 10 DJ's in the top 10. It's a pretty tasty top 10, as you uh, already suggest, told us. McRoy with uh, Chauvelet and, and also Fowler at the top. What, what's the cut line looking like? Uh, cut what's line's going to be plus two. Plus two, okay, it looks like. Two. Maybe plus three. Yeah, which is... Um, David, can I play a different game, though? A different... Yeah. Like, but before... I want to play a game. The cut line for players who can actually win it now. When you've got a guy who's at 11 under... Mm-hmm. He's he's a long way in front of a lot of people. So, come up with a cut line for us, David, so we can extinguish any options for someone uh, a miraculous cutback uh, uh, comeback to win. How like how uh, far back could you be now, yeah, and theoretically the, still have a chance of winning this thing? 
Uh, I mean, I can see Scheffler and Rahm sitting at minus two. Um, I'd say they're still very much in contention. Tony Fino at minus three, still very much in contention in my mind. I mean, look, the, these courses do get pretty nasty pretty quickly. Um, and over the weekend, there's, there's nothing to say that Fowler might go out there and shoot six over. You know, it, it does happen. And when you we you capitulate pretty quickly out here when um, when your game's not exactly on point. I, I think the course thus far has played pretty fair, um, despite all the criticism. Like, if you hit good shots, you're going to have the opportunity to make birdies. And if you don't, then um, you're going to be punished accordingly. And we saw that with Dustin Johnson today. Hit a quadruple bogey on the, the second um, and still somehow managed to um, to shoot a decent round today. So, you know, if you... you you hit the good shots, you'll find yourself in position. But um, but yeah, if you you make mistakes, then um, they they do capitulate and start adding up um over time. So, cut line's going to be plus two. Which um, look, you know, if you're that far back, you're not you're not going to be winning it. But um, you know, it it wouldn't be absurd for someone you know like Ram or Sheffler from minus two. They're they're still absolutely within within range of this tournament. Uh, David, I I want to before your prediction. About who's going to win uh, win this thing, which he will steal, uh, David, and claim as his own, and then I'll put it on a tips that yeah, you should run a mile. Yeah, from. and then won't credit you, David. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to ask you: Did you actually see? Uh, I call it a fresh air, but uh, on in the press it was called a whiff. Did you see Rory McIlroy's uh, miss of the ball on one of the holes? It makes you feel yeah, great as a on. hacker like me. How did that happen? Yeah, no, it gives, gives hope to all the amateurs. Look, I mean, the, the, the Bermuda rough is particularly around the, the bunkers. It's kind of a bit odd. They've got this hybrid of around the greens, you've got the, the usual kind of Bermuda rough. And then around the bunkering, it's even thicker, like it's over five inches. And it's Bermuda mis- mixed with um, some fescue in there as well. And when your ball's buried under there, you know, you're not sure just how deep the, the golf ball is to the ground. You know, it could be right hard against the surface or it could be sitting up a little bit. And so we've gone just basically just straight underneath the ball when he's, he's hit it and, and basically hit air. I mean, I think the US Open um, shot tracker marked it down as moving one inch. So, um, yeah, giving giving hope to all of us uh, amateur hacks out there that, uh, that we're one not inch. the only ones who do that. But Still counts, though, doesn't it? Still counts. <laughs> all yep. right. Prediction time. Make Grant Elliott look good. Make Grant Elliott look good. Who's winning this thing, David? Uh, well, I mean, I've got the top three on the leaderboard at the moment, mate. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's either Fowler, Clark, or Shelfley, um, because that that would be great to see. Um, I, I think Fowler's actually he's got the the credentials to, to come through. Um, he's been in contention recently. Um, I mean, at, at multiple tournaments, um, but most recently he's been kind of in the heat and battle at the Memorial. He had a putt to. Um, share the lead coming into the back nine. So he's put himself well into contention um, over the last few tournaments. Look, I, I do think someone like a Tony Finau, a Scheffler and a Ram have the credentials to jump up this leaderboard. So you'll probably find a bit of value live at the moment with them um, sitting that far back. They're going to be at a bit of a longer odds than they probably deserve. But um, yeah, McElroy as well. I think he's a, he's a fantastic shout um, right there as well. Um, he's actually the, the favourite, but... In terms of um, my modelling, those top four, Fowler, Clark, Shelfley, McRoy, hold about um, 85% of the Winnie at the moment. So the spectre will come from one of those four, and hopefully hopefully it's one of the three I tipped out early in the week with um, Smithy. Come on, Foxy, and come on, Johnny Rahm, of course. Big John Rahm fam I am. David had to cram him in there somewhere. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, giving us uh, great analysis. Keep up the fine work, uh, David, and all the very best. Thanks, David. Yeah, thanks, team. Thanks, Sam.